Hello and welcome to my podcast. You're listening to Debbie Souter of Together Talking Music and each week I'll be speaking with guest songwriters, musicians, artists and educators about how music and song has influenced their lives personally and professionally. And we'll find out which three songs have really made an impact on our guests' lives and the reasons why. Today I'm speaking with Phil Jack. Philip Michael Jack is a composer, singer-songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist and an educator. As a huge believer in the impact music can have on a community, Phil is always on the lookout for exciting new projects to get involved with. Phil's live experience includes performing at Glastonbury, the Royal Albert Hall and the Heineken Music Hall in Amsterdam, amongst many others. He has also supported Bruce Springsteen, Sixto Rodriguez and John Grant, as well as working alongside some incredible artists, signed and independent, in both a live and studio capacity. for joining me and our listeners today Phil I just wondered if you could tell us some more about what you do yeah so um thanks for having me uh it's so good to be here and to talk with you um I um I guess what you might call I I like to do all sorts of things um Predominantly, I'm um, a sort of a multi-instrumentalist and I work as a producer and songwriter, um, but I also teach. Um, I run sort of various workshops uh, on just instrumental workshops, but also songwriting. Um, and I write my, my own music um, as well, um, just for my own almost personal therapy. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's me in a nutshell in a way. Yeah, music is so therapeutic, isn't it? It's such a great tool. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I think as as I say, like, I don't think um, you know, I if I didn't have music, I think I'd be in a, in a quite a dark place most of the time, and I, I I don't know how I would go about with life. I think so. Uh, music is definitely um, just this incredible incredible thing that's um, yeah, just helped me to. Um, get on with life and get through. So I just wondered if you could tell us what you've been doing recently, because we heard a little bit of your track as we were coming into the uh, podcast. We heard a little bit of your new single. Yeah, I mean, um, so that is exactly right. I mean, recently um, it's been quite exciting because a lot of the time I'm often working on other people's uh, music or working with other people on their stuff. and. Um, it's been really nice. Um, I'm actually re- releasing 
some of my own music for the first time in in, in a while. Um, so I've already released two singles. The first one, which is what you heard at the beginning, is Blue. Um, and that's, um, I mean, it's all, like I say, when I'm writing music, it's all very much um, almost like my own personal therapy. Um, Blue is actually very much about my own uh, battle with depression and anxiety. Um, um, I've always struggled with depression for quite well for a long time now but anxiety was quite a new thing for me um and when this when this when I wrote this song this was sort of right at the uh I guess the tipping point of that moment where I had to sort of really uh, you know I was just really struggling basically and um it really really helped me to sort of get through and and to, and actually healed me quite a lot just to write um some of the words in it um and um, and I hope you know that, and I already have had some feedback that other people who really struggle with um, depression and anxiety have really found it helpful for them too. Um, and I think that's the most sort of important for me thing for me um, when writing my own stuff is, you know, firstly it's like my own therapy, but then actually when it's actually put out there, what does what 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 am I wanting from it? What does what what do I see as a picture for it? And I think the best I could see is that actually someone else gets something from it for their own, um, you know, well-being, as it were. Um, so, yeah, that so you know, it's 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 quite a um, uh, almost quite a, an intense process because you you know you go through all these things, you write some very personal songs, and then I was um, recording and mixing the, the these these particular songs for this upcoming album um, for about well, the songs are being written for over two years from over two years ago or more um but i'd been recording and mixing them for over the last year or something and just when i've kept time but it's almost like the emotion of the songs that you had when you first write them almost disappear and it's and you end up sort of with this track that you listen to it and you start thinking do i why where did that come from or how do i feel about that now but um i think it's it's it was a really important process for me at the time and and actually the 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 sort of the nature of releasing the track into the public means that uh, it's almost like that's part of my creative process it's part of that release of this emotion that's sort of built up and that you know the the fact that other people have found my these songs helpful already um just sort of really makes me feel like something good has come of of those basically but um yeah the second song was also quite a personal one because it's, it's a song that's out called little light and that came out a few weeks well only a week ago i think now um and that was about my um my my wife's um journey with ivf so again very personal um and we we actually talked sort of talked about it a bit before releasing you know how how much would i say about what the song's about and things but i think again we're both very much um, feel that it's important to almost both wear our hearts and our sleeves and and sort of not be afraid of showing actually that we we struggle we have struggled um, uh, there's a lot of people you know who have gone through your IVF um, a number of times and and not had the fortune that we've had with our with that with ours but um, that 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 heartbreak of not actually being able to have a baby at first is really hard. So, um, you know, and uh, we, and I'd, I'd like to know that 
you know, friends, but also, you know, anyone who heard the track might actually find some peace from this or might find some hope from this track. So that's, I mean, that's a lot. And the rest of the album that's coming out is, is all, I mean, the album is like, it's going to be called the same as a single blue. Um, and a lot of the songs are very quite personal. Um, it's, it's a very sort of personal journey of where, um, you know, where I've come through over the last few years with my own mental health. And, and that includes things like, um, phys, you know, sort of physical, um, you know, depression, physical depression, if that makes sense. But also um, includes things like spiritual um, things, struggles and um, and um, just just um, and, and just relational things um, as a, the, you know, Little Light is actually about my daughter. You know, it's, it's actually a happy song. It's about my daughter who I now have, who she's there. But it was at a time when things were very unsure, um, uncertain. So, um, it, um, yeah, so there's a lot of sort of I hope the outcome of this album is that people hear yes there's a lot of struggle in there but an overriding feel of hope um which you know is really important to me um just because i think without that hope i think i, I would struggle myself anyway uh, but yeah so that's 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 sort of the the, uh, the project that's that's happening at the moment that's been really great during all this lockdown lockdown time as well just to have something to really get on with I mean I've had a few people come into the studio to to do stuff and I've had a little bit of teaching um but not as much you know haven't been as busy as as I have been in the past so it's been really great to have that time to work on my own on my own personal therapy music <laughs> as I call it um so yeah yeah and it's quite interesting isn't it with with songwriting I wonder what it is about it that makes it a safe place to be mm. able to express your emotions because um, we we work together um, in prisons mm. and um, doing songwriting with mm. some of the inmates and we observe that a lot of the inmates were able to express themselves more easily through song mm -hmm. and I wonder mm. what it is about it, it. I think that 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 the key word there is that safe space thing. I think, um, and that's something I think we always discussed actually when we worked in the prison is that it was so important that that space was somewhere where any idea, anything that came up wouldn't be laughed at. It would be, it would be grabbed hold of and been like, yes, let's let's hold on to this and let's um, let's make this thing grow. And and I think interestingly, I um, over lockdown, I've been working with a local. Um, Youth Music Trust um, on on songwriting. I've been doing songwriting uh, workshops with them, and um, it's, it's about 24, 25 of them on this on this Zoom call. And um, it's quite it's 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 very tricky um, in a way because you're on Zoom with 25 of you. Um, everyone's got lots of ideas. Everyone's coming from different backgrounds, but um, it's amazing to see once once you even on even on the on over Zoom once you find this safe space this place where you know um they feel comfortable just being open about you know the other day i we we did a whole um session uh, i got them to choose a color and uh, i think it was a weather type <laughs> i just sort of threw the threw it at them because I, I quite like writing to a theme i think it's quite a helpful thing and um and um i think okay i can't remember it was blue 
and funny enough I, I didn't tell them about my song either so, but it was blue and it was I think it was um I might have said I funny enough I think I got one oh it was blue and hot so um and they all came out this this such at first it was quite quiet when I because I I opened it up to them and I sort of didn't want to talk too much I wanted it to be about them and um and uh you know at first it was a little bit like everyone's a bit shy and I, I in previously I had shared about my own struggles with depression and anxiety and how I write songs from a very personal point of view which I think actually sort of breaks that barrier down immediately where where um you know where people are afraid of sort of showing their real feelings I think if you if you already show that this is me then it's it makes it a little bit easier for others to share I think which is also something I think was the case within prison but um it was it was amazing these these kids who were I don't know well probably from sort of 13 to 16 17 maybe um coming out with these um ideas of just um they were talking about um you know how I think it was well I'll just literally read some of the lyrics there because right? I've got it in front of me right now so I may as well but sea of orange and I feel blue in the desert but I'm cold Drowning in flames, and I feel blue. The ship sinks, but I'm with you. You know, it's it's there's this idea of um, that contrasting ideas coming together and creating some very deep, going to some very deep places. And some of the lyrics they started showing got deeper and deeper as we went into it. And I just think, you know, like I say, that 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 those words you use, safe space, is just I think is so key. And I think whether I'm writing in a group of you know songwriting in a songwriting group or over I'm writing with you know um someone a friend of mine who's just come in to have a writing session it's like that the there's no sort of laughable ideas you know you'll just you sit there and you take each other um you have fun but you take each other's ideas seriously and you um uh, and, and that way you know whether whatever happens with a song whether it's whether you know you use it and it's or it gets bought or you you know it's it's it, I think it's the thing that happens within your brain that is the important part of that in with this. And um, if you've got that safe space there, you suddenly you are you are free to just to just express your who you really are in a sense. I think, um, yeah. It's almost like um, there's a buffer, isn't there, between when you're the, with the music and songwriting, you have that buffer rather mm. than speaking about how you're feeling directly mm. in some yeah. way the music just helps to yeah delve a bit deeper and 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 mm. feel free and confident enough to share that mm. and I think it uh, you know something I mean I've always thought is I'd love to see some of the you know um it, it's almost quite scary to share who, who you really are sometimes I think in music especially if you are you know in the in the charts you are sort of one of the you know big names in the charts and you know you, I mean you often read about well things like um, Taylor Swift's sort of personal life will come up about her boyfriends and you know she's been very sort of outspoken about that that's not fair that people sort of judge her for her relationships um, on the other side of it you know she's sort of shared these these things in her, within her music um which for her would have been probably really good therapy i mean um and really good sort of um uh yeah just something for her to work through but it's, it must be very hard when it becomes 
you know, put in the limelight and and turned into almost a negative thing. Um, and I think it's it's really important to sort of and something I said to you, um, I said to this because the guys I'm working with in this particular songwriting group I was talking to the other day, I was, something I sort of said to them was, you know, you're on social media a lot, just you have to protect yourself as well. So if you're releasing a song, what, how does that make you feel? What if someone comes back to you and does say something negative? I think um, as a songwriter, um, something else I said is that, you know, people won't always like your music you know um that's just a fact so there's going to be people out there who won't like your music a lot of people won't say if they don't like your music which is great but there's some people especially on the internet where you can be quite faceless um that, that will say stuff and it might be quite harmful so you, you i think protecting yourself um when 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 sort of coming out with this sort of quite deep and personal um things is important but I think what I'm what I was sort of saying in the sense is like it I, I'd love to hear more personal stories almost from these artists that you do hear sort of in in the art, sort of the big names I guess as it were so like um the, I almost sometimes think it's nice it's quite easy to write a song where you don't have to put yourself into it you 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 know you talk about I'm in the club getting tips you know or, or um I don't know I can't think none, no other song comes to my mind right now but you know um it's almost like yes that's a personal song but it's it, it's quite a safe place um and um people can relate but it's maybe not that deep whereas it would be nice to almost hear from someone coming from a real place and uh yeah. somewhere that actually almost challenges or helps the listener yeah yeah and that's that's important isn't it for the people that are listening to be able to feel a connection with the songwriter and the mm. musician they want to feel that and they want mm. to be able to tap into that depth of emotion themselves and mm. yeah yeah and I think I I um had this really strange experience because I I think um as a as with my own music um I wouldn't say that you know it, it it has often been a very personal thing for me. I think only with this album that's coming out now, I've really started pushing my own music. I think I've only just started sort of going, actually, this is something I'm proud of. I want other people to hear it. Um, so, you know, in the past, I've done some some gigs with my stuff, and um, but not really, uh, you know, haven't been particularly driven, I guess, as it were. But I, I, I remember one time I went and did this gig. Um, it was just a local, it was in Croydon. It was a Pearly Music Festival and it was just, it's quite a small um, festival. And uh, and I there was I got to this festival and there was this huge stage. I was like, oh, cool, that's cool. And then they were like, okay, but you're not on there. You're over here. And I went all the way up this hill to the back of the field and in this tiny little white marquee tent and um, and was just like uh, there in my, uh, and there was, there was a few people sitting on the floor around the tent and they're all eating their picnic and just sort of getting on with it. And, um, and it was my, my time to play my stuff and I did, and it was nice. People stopped eating, they listened and they, you know, um, were very kind listeners. And, um, but the, you know, afterwards almost felt a bit like, oh, you know, well, almost like what was the point? What was, you know, what was the point? And then this guy came up to a steward, I think he was actually, cause he was wearing a, um yellow thing but he just came up to me afterwards and he said that song you sang oh, he said the, the fourth one whatever it was he said oh it just punched me in the stomach 
punch me. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And he, he, and I've had quite a few experiences like that since, which has sort of been really quite an incredible experience in a way for me because it makes you think about why you do music or why you do your own music anyway. And I think um, I used to be in bands that we were trying to get signed and trying to do this and that, you know, and all sorts of things. But this experience that I've had a few times where something in my lyric or something in my music is just connected really personally with someone in an audience even if it's just one person and that's been really just um such a special thing um and yeah and I think it you know you think about all these things that you want to do what you could do but I think you know that when it comes down to it I think that's that's sort of just such an important um that's almost like the most important part for me now um, and connection yeah. connecting mm. with people yeah that's it so before I go on to ask you the next question yeah. <laughs> um, I just wondered if we could have another listen to your new single Blue yes of course I'll tell you what I just need to get it up here hang on a second there we go so, so your band is called is it Farsight yeah Farsight so that's that's um Farsight is um a name I write under. Um, the reason I started it is because I sort of wanted it to be an anonymous thing. It was something I just did. And I really love C.S. Lewis and um, Narnia and everything that C.S. Lewis does, I, I just really enjoy. Um, and there's a there's an there's an eagle in that's not really well known, but it's an eagle in in C.S. Lewis um, stories called Farsight. And um, the idea is that this eagle is quite, I think it's described as in the background, he's sort of in the background, uh, he's, a, he's a friend, good friend, but also a messenger of hope, I think, is how they describe it in, uh, on various things. And, I, and you know, that's sort of how I wanted to be as a songwriter, how I wanted to deliver my myself as a songwriter was, um, you know, um, coming almost as a friend, as a messenger of hope in a sense. And, um, you know, whether that happens all the time, I hope I don't just depress people with my songs about depression. <laughs> Hopefully there's a tinge of hope all the way through, but yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's where Farsight came about. And um, yeah, Blue yeah, Blue is the song we're chat we, we, that you heard at the beginning. And um, yeah, it's been out for a few weeks now and I'm right. getting some really nice feedback. So. And it's available for download on all platforms now, isn't it? Yeah, all platforms and for streaming. And um, I've I also put together some, um, just spent some time really, again, another bit of therapy, just putting together some stop motion animation uh, for these singles. So I've got two more singles coming out, which I've been working working on the animation for as well after this before the album comes but um yeah um this single uh is that if you wanted to look on youtube as well it's also on youtube um and um yeah it's just um sort of just a visual thing they're mostly lyric videos but it's a visual thing of um almost what came to my brain when i thought of this song so um yeah um yeah shall i play it yeah let's have a listen, a listen. cool this is blue Oh, hang on, it's on mute, sorry. <laughs> there we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
beautiful song thank you phil thank you it's really lovely oh thank you so i'm just curious to find out what your first memory of music was i um actually have a really quite a vivid memory of this funnily enough um and i was really young um my parents i think they well i must have just started walking but um i have this memory of sort of uh, we went we went for a picnic in um I don't know, a park somewhere with some friends. Um, you know, something we can only dream of right now. And, um, you know, it, I just, I remember just walking and some tall grass and I heard music. And I said to, I said to my mum, this is how my mum sort of recalls it, is um, um, I just said, I can hear music. No one else could hear the music. And I was like, I can hear music. And I just went off and walked off in the direction of this music. And uh, my, I think my mum followed me, and um, and I remember turning around the corner. We I don't know how long we walked for, but there was a there was a stage in this park, and there were uh, there was opera being sung on the um, on the stage, and um, yeah, I even sort of remember the the the, the song that, that was being sung. It was this sort of um, do you um, do you know the Rigoletto by Verdi? Um, yeah. yeah, la the donna immobile, la donna immobile, la donna yeah. immobile. Yeah. So I and I just remember just this this, and I can to this day I sort of can picture that stage. I can picture this tall grass walking around this tall grass, um, and that's to be honest my first like memory of music. And then um, yeah, I think I I started I started playing violin quite early on when I was um, in primary school. I saw the teacher came and did one of those sort of show show you how to play and stuff and I um I just loved it so then I started that and he was thankfully he was a brilliant teacher so um um you know obviously he sort of inspired me with the rest of my music to continue but yeah no it's just um I just it's, it's it's very strange I have this memory of just 
opera, like seeing these opera, op, op, what would you call it, opera singers um, just performing this on this stage. And yeah. mum was always like, I, we just couldn't hear that. And I just followed the music. So. Yeah, and I think it's so important, isn't it? We often find that, um, or I've found that a lot of um, my musician friends often have a good experience of music in school and they often have one really inspirational music teacher and that mm. that was the same for me and I think if mm. it hadn't have been actually I had two inspirational music teachers and if it hadn't have been for them mm. I don't think I would have gone into music the way that I did because of their enthusiasm so yeah that's really important I think isn't oh, it? definitely yeah definitely and I think you know I, I like you I've, I you know I had this guy teaching me violin I, I did have a bad experience unfortunately with piano and um, ended up ended up quitting but also taught me as a teacher what not to do in a sense um, it sounds a bit harsh I guess on that teacher but you know it was just um, I just yeah it was just one of those one of those experiences as a child I, I, look, I always look back and think yeah that just wasn't right I think um, or I mean I'm sure there was a side of it that I was you know not maybe too lazy or something I don't know but um, yeah it was it was one of those experiences that has also helped me and then um, I had this amazing um, I was really lucky to have this uh, I was in a choir in church when I was there when I was from quite a young age and this um, this uh, I had the choir master who was the organist at the church and he was just so um, he helped me write he helped me to write my first song it was a Christmas song and um you know uh, and and we performed it at the carol concert it was all very you know he he, he again someone very inspiring who I, if without him I mean it's uh, sadly he actually died um in the last year um and unfortunately obviously there's not been any um, um memorial or anything for him because I think he he touched quite a lot of people's um sort of musical hearts as it were so um you know it'd be uh, hopefully at one day um you know we'll be able to say good to, goodbye to him properly but um he, he was just I honestly don't think I would have followed music if it hadn't been for him in the first place so um yeah so um just wondering what your three songs are because I don't know what they are yet <laughs> What okay. three songs you've chosen that have really made an impact on your on your life, and perhaps if you could share with us the reasons why? Okay, so it's it's, it's quite a hard thing to do in a way, isn't it? <laughs> We're still down to three checks. I think I could have probably reeled off hundreds in a way, but um, I, I thought of a three that I guess were important to me in different ways at different points. So um, the first one is actually. Um, the album, it's from the album, well, it's, it's the single and the album Californication by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, when I, I, I got this album when I was at school, in secondary school, and I just started playing the drums, I think in year eight or year nine or something. And um, at the same time, I heard this album and I just wanted to play drums like him. Chad Smith is the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I just wanted to, it, it, he was so inspiring. And, um, and you know, um, again, so, if if I hadn't sort of listened to that album, that single, that you know, I remember learning that track and sitting down and playing that track and getting my brother to learn it on guitar and um, yeah, it was it was one of those things. And then obviously ended up sort of doing drumming for quite a long time. Well, still am, you know, um, for a living in a sense. And and um, so that's 
that was a hugely sort of important track to me um and just that band in general I you know it was like my teenage um that was like icons I guess as it were and you know I still I I don't listen to them as much as I used to but I I sometimes I'll sit down and I have a bit of like a you know oh yeah that was that was good that's that that was a good song sort of thing and um yeah so that's yeah. cool and, and I'm, I'm really envious because um I didn't know this about you that you've supported Bruce Springsteen Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah so we were doing it was on um I was on a tour with um an artist signed to I think it's Virgin or Virgin Records or something but um yeah we we're doing sort of support tours and we we um we did um hard rock calling and um yeah Bruce Springsteen played straight after us and um it's always I always laugh about it because um I got my brother in for free and um he watched us and then went home and then he didn't stay for Bruce Springsteen which I was like we actually we didn't either because we had to go on the tour we had to go to Amsterdam so I was gutted but um I mean obviously I was great it's very grateful to be on the tour but um, on the other side of it it was like oh I'm missing Bruce Springsteen um but yeah it was it was quite funny because like my brother wasn't really into Bruce Springsteen at the time and then well I don't think he'd really listen to him and then uh Two years later, he's like, oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. Why didn't I? Why? I had a free ticket to go and see. Him. I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that was um, that. Was, and it, but it was quite funny because also we were in in the. I remember we were in the backstage, but um, everyone having dinner and and it all went quite quiet at one point, And the whole of his band all walked in. I mean, I think Bruce Springsteen never. He I didn't see him at all at backstage. So I think he was sort of with his entourage off somewhere. Had his own sort of place but the whole band walked in and you know everyone's like everyone in there were musicians that looked up to those missions musicians you know so everyone's like do we go over and chat you know can we do that I don't know it's like hello ground so it's yeah it was quite a funny experience actually but um yeah there's um I mean yeah I I'm I still absolutely I mean that's someone I still go back to just for my songwriting now is Bruce Springsteen absolutely absolutely I think I've put more into him since then actually fair enough so um um, especially with these always recent um, sort of he did something on Apple TV recently which is really cool just like a, almost like an album but you watch them record it and talk about it and it was really cool so um, yeah recommend that um, if anyone got the free Apple TV with their phone or anything <laughs> like I did um, what's yeah. your second your second song or your second piece of music second song um, well, uh, which one should I go for first so second piece of music um again is actually probably from my teenage years I I, I played viola in a, in a chamber orchestra and um and it was uh yeah I had an experience of it was just just the most beautiful experience basically I we played um Elga's Nimrod um you know from Enig the Enigma variation Enigma variations uh, yeah. yeah and it was in it was in your local it was in Rochester Cathedral funnily enough ah. um so um we um yeah I remember it was, it was a long time ago but um we did Carl Jenkins Mass for Peace which is another beautiful uh sort of piece the whole thing it's just incredible some of the quiet choral stuff that and it was it was beautiful but um yeah um I just remember playing this song and obviously Nimrod I just for me every time it's just beauty it's just um I, it's the only way I can describe it if I if I think of any track that is 
beautiful is that one you know um and it, and every time i listen to it it, it gives me like just raises me and it, it, it makes the hair stand up on my head and on my, on my neck even and um and yeah and i just remember i needed just the, also the experience of playing it i remember almost feeling like i was gonna cry but i was also a teenage boy pretending to be hard and <laughs> but i was playing the violin almost like wanting to cry at this you know in this beautiful moment and um and around and i remember it sort of resonating around the cathedral as well and um yeah just so yeah that was quite a an experience for me and every time i listen to that song it just yeah it's just it just brings me to a, a higher place i guess as it were mm. And finally, what's your final piece that you've chosen? So this is a song that I have, and again, sort of an album, so I guess I'm cheating, but um, um, a song that I have, um, I, I've known it for all my life, I think. Um, so it's uh, Diamonds on the Soles of My Shoes by Paul Simon, and that whole album, um, Graceland. In a sense, my dad used to have the, the tape and we used to listen to it in the car we used to go on trips to Wales quite a lot and I have really good memories of just, you know, that, that, and again, I, I think probably subconsciously feeding into my drummer, my inner drummer, sort of when I wasn't playing the drums, you know, there's so many, so many interesting rhythmical ideas, but I just think him as a songwriter, I just, I, I really look up to him, but also, um, more recently I had um, just another beautiful experience, just I went to see him at the Royal Albert Hall and it was his last his final tour, almost farewell tour, and um, he was at the Royal Albert Hall, and I hadn't seen him before, and I've always wanted to see him, so um, we got seats in the choir, which I thought, oh no, it's not going to be as great sound-wise, and but we sat there, and it was just incredible. I I I did cry <laughs> because there were moments in this in this whole sort of experience where you the lot of the musicians that have been with him for years and who were just as a musician I think sometimes we want to overplay we want to play too much and these guys were giving a master class in just playing exactly the right amount and and giving space where space was needed and just the sound that they were making all together was just just so incredible and then and they played Diamonds on the Souls and they played you know um, a lot of the tracks from Graceland and I just couldn't help myself. I remember sitting there just sort of <laughs> crying away. Um, and um, yeah, it was, it, it, honestly, it was almost like a spiritual experience. And I think, um, I, I, you know, I'll always, so I always look at that, particularly that song, because that's one of the songs in that album that sticks out to me, um, just because also the sort of collaborations within it, within that song and the changes and the musicality and the songwriting, it's just incredible. But um, that whole album as well is just, um, yeah, just something I think has had a quite a big impact on me and my family. So, yeah. Um, it's amazing yeah, so that's my third one. It's amazing how a song or a piece of music can transport us back to where mm. we first heard it or where we had a really memorable experience of first hearing it. It's, um, yeah, thank you for sharing those. That's all right, yeah. I've, I know what, I totally agree as well. I think, yeah, it's just that some, some I mean, these are all obviously very happy um, memories. So I'm sure, I'm sure I could dig out ones that weren't so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't do that because I'm in, I'm in the happy place right now. <laughs> Phil, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your thoughts and memories with us all. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great to great to talk to you. It's lovely to do this.
You've been listening to Debbie Souter of Together Talking Music and today I was speaking with Phil Jack. If you'd like to get in contact with him, his website address is pmjmusic.com. Thank you.